0: You're listening to One Bright Stars Life After Loss, a podcast that's focused on the lifelong journey of life after loss with your hosts Erica Fisher and Alicia Moore. One Bright Stars Life After Loss podcast is sponsored by the law firm of Burkholtz & Associates. And now, One Bright Stars Life After Loss podcast.
1: Hello, and welcome to One Bright Star's Life After Last podcast. I'm Erica Fisher, Executive Director for One Bright Star. And Alicia Moore, President of One Bright Star. And today we have our friend Tracy. Hi, Tracy. Hi, you guys. How are you? I'm good. Thanks. Good. It's beautiful out. and Hot. Hot. <laughs> I, I'm not going to complain about the heat because I absolutely hate winter, so I'm fine with it yep, hot. Um, Tracy's also on the board of One Bright Star. And she is amazingly talented. She does a lot of our artwork and um, newsletters and you name it. She can do it. She's very talented. So we're happy to have her here and share her story. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. So Tracy, um, four and a half years ago, you experienced something that you never in your life thought you would experience. Can you tell me about that? Yes. It was
2: January of 2017. And um, my 19-year-old son, Nicholas, I had gotten a call from, I was with my daughter at the bakery in New Ulm, and I had gotten a call from, it was actually the um, donor company. So I had no idea what was going on. And I was sitting in the bakery and I saw this weird number come up on my cell phone. I let it go to voicemail. And then I listened to it later and it was just this donor company and they said, this is very urgent. We need to talk to you about Nick. Um, We need a donor for his eyes or we'd like to use his cornea as a, and I had no idea what was happening. So that was actually how I found out. So one that was completely traumatizing and I'll never forget, there was this woman there hi, Heather. <laughs> <laughs> and she was like my earth angel. She just came up to me. She was there. I remember her face and she helped me. And because obviously what happened after that was, I don't know, pretty, right. pretty awful, but she was there and I'm still friends with her this day to this day. And she, we talk and I see her a lot and, um, she gives me Christmas gifts every year. Oh, and that's yeah, So she really was my special. earth angel that day. She helped me out. And, um, so yeah, um, and after that, it was just—that's when it like it all started. You know, you don't realize how quickly a life can absolutely change and turn upside
0: down. I was just gonna say, it—it's like your world just stops. Yep. it, it stops. has to be.
2: Yep, it stops, and everything you knew, everything you did, everything, and every every way you felt, who you were, everything is just completely changed. And I think it it was like for, I don't know, it had to have been three months. I don't remember the first three months.
0: You just go through the motions. Yeah,
2: you just, and there's so many things that people expect you to do in that first, I think I got like three days, usually most workplaces give you three days bereavement. Okay. So I got like three days off of work. Thankfully, I have a great employer Okay. and I was able to use all my PTO, but three days,
1: no way. Right. <laughs> That's not and even enough time n- to process. No, no. Exactly. Nope.
2: And there's so many things that you don't realize you have to do, like pay for things, headstones. I mean, everything. There's just, and then all of a sudden people are coming and families coming and you have to plan a funeral and you have to, yeah. And so this it's whole just, time
0: everything has stopped and you're still trying to yeah. deal with the fact that.
2: I'm still missing yes, half of me.
0: Yes. Like, what am I
2: supposed to do with this? Mm-hmm. Because for a long time it was just, or pretty much my whole, you know, Nick's whole life, it was just kind of me and Nick. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. You
2: know? So that was my life. And what do you do when you, like, lose half of
0: who you are? Yes. How old was Nick? 19. 19. Yep. So he would
2: be 24.
0: Okay. Yep. Okay.
2: So he was kind of a, I don't know if you'd say typical, (laughs) (laughs) but a typical 19-year-old, you know? Yeah. Right. So he was... You know, a great kid. He had his struggles, but had lots of friends. And he was that kid that was friends with everybody and got them through lots of things. And oh, that's, thought, yep.
0: that's so amazing. And he
2: was funny. And
0: and you were close. Yep, Obviously, if it's close. just you and Nick for yep. so long, you're very close. Yes. yes. Yep. Oh. So. And you said, you know, those first three months it's just like you weren't even able to do anything
2: no I don't think I got a bed for even like two weeks but again like I said I'm super lucky I had such or have such great family friends yes employer everything because I don't think when you get into this Okay, now you're a bereaved parent and the further along you go, you see all these stories and you're like, oh my God, that would be terrible. They didn't have this. They don't have that. They don't have anyone. They don't, you know, or people are mean or so I'm super fortunate like that.
0: I think that helped me through a lot. And see, you're amazing to be able to sit here and talk about going through the most horrible ordeal ever and then being able to say that I was fortunate. Yeah. Yeah. And and
2: you learn a lot about life and people because people can be really mean and people can be really great. So there's a whole new level of what you learn and how you love and how you feel and how you believe and your tolerance and your acceptance and your, I don't know, how you look at things and your spirituality and everything just completely changes. You have to figure out how to move on. You don't want to at first? Mm -hmm. I don't think anybody... I mean, the people that I've met, and I'm so thankful to have met other people that are in the same situation as me because they get it. You know, they understand that. I don't know. They understand They understand everything. Like you said,
0: that feeling of maybe not wanting to move on. Yep. And then, Tracy, how did you move on? I
2: think the first thing I can think of that gave me hope was... And I know a lot of people don't believe in this, and that a lot of people their um, beliefs don't allow you to believe in this. But I went and I had a meeting. It was a phone meeting with an evidential medium. Okay. And I had seen like her posts and stuff. His Nick's girlfriend at the time had sent me these poems that she wrote, and they were just beautiful, and they really spoke to me. And. So I kind of looked into her a little bit more, and she's just got this wonderful faith, and she believes in God, and it's just this gift that she feels she was given. So I scheduled a reading with her, and it was the most amazing thing I think that ever happened to me. Um, I could say a lot of things about the reading and, you know, a lot of things that she said that nobody else would know, but the one thing in particular that I remember that kept me going was and again this was a phone reading so she can't see me okay so I'm sitting there and I'm in my office and I she's telling me all these things and they're just wonderful and I'm starting to feel I feel good I feel like I'm talking to Nick you know and I just look up kind of at the sky and I mouth the words I love you I love you I love you (laughs) and she said oh he says I love you too mom
0: oh my my gosh gosh. I have goosebumps yeah and I just wow what do you do with that right Really, what do you do with that? You know, you embrace that because oh wow.
2: Yeah, so I think yeah. after hearing that, that's when yes. that's when you get this whole different level of um, spirituality and right. beliefs and okay, how am I going to move forward with my son in this? He's not here physically, mm-hmm. but obviously he's still here. Yes. And I've had so many You just have to, I don't know, have faith, believe. Right. There's so many signs that I've gotten.
0: So I was going to ask you, have you, there's other signs. Mm -hmm. There's other times when you felt that Nick is right there. Mm
2: -hmm. I remember one time, and this is kind of fun, but it was his, it was around his 21st birthday. And um, we still had Easter candy left over. And we had this Reese's peanut butter cup and we opened it. We're sitting at the kitchen table. And we we opened up this Reese's Peanut Butter Cup, and it's got all these wrappers on it. You know how they just come with, like, yeah, each have one wrapper? Right. We kept peeling off wrappers on this Reese's Peanut Butter Cup, and there was 21 wrappers on the Reese's Peanut Butter Cup. No on kidding? his 21st birthday. On his 21st birthday. So it's just, I mean, it's pretty it's, random, but you know what? It makes you feel good. Absolutely. And if you believe, then you believe. And it, you know, it's just, and there's so many other things. I kind of actually wish I would written down a lot of these but it's just kind of some of those things that it almost opens you up your heart to yep. like
1: different and you see, yeah
2: yep you see things differently mm-hmm. you believe differently you yes. hope differently you
0: i'm just gonna say that hope and yes yep.
1: yep i love that you found that i, got,
2: I yep. do
0: too that yep. is amazing i have heard of a few other people talking about feeling them sitting next to them and things like that mm-hmm. and I just think that's awesome Mm -hmm. because we want them to be with us. um.
2: And then sometimes when you don't feel it, and I've heard so many stories from so many other um, parents like me, and they're just, you know, I've gone to some retreats and stuff, and it's just really amazing to hear these things. And um, sometimes when I feel like I, I haven't felt them for a while or I haven't gotten any signs, you know, you start to just, Kind of get bummed, or I don't know, whatever. And then I get a message from like a friend, or you know, somebody saying, "Hey, I had this dream," or "Hey, this happened," or "Hey." And then I'm thinking, "Oh, he was just busy."
0: Yep. Oh, <laughs> isn't
2: that neat? He's just busy. He's, he was reaching
0: out to people yep. like he did before.
2: Yep. Oh. So it's it's just super important to find a way to still. I mean, we're not going to forget about it. They're no. still our kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, they're still our child. They're still part of our lives. So he's he's still my son. So Absolutely. you have to figure out. I don't know how to move forward and how to keep him,
0: we'll keep you know, keep him in your heart. Yep. Right. And like we always, we talk, you know, One Bright Star is about remembering them. Yep. And parents, you don't want someone to forget your child. Yep. Can you hear his voice?
2: Um. Sometimes when I see pictures. Okay. You know, I like, th- that's a tough one because okay. sometimes as, I don't know, I feel as time goes on, you feel like, Certain things fade more, okay, and that's hard. Yes, you know when you like scroll through your camera roll or something like that, you're like, oh my gosh, I have to scroll back so far. Yes, you know to look for pictures, right? It just keeps getting further and further. Um Yes, I, I feel like I do. I I can kind of
0: yes, you know,
2: and the things that you know, my daughter and I do, we know he's there, and uh,
0: you have some so. really neat traditions that you do
2: yeah. taco pie. Yes, that's yes. Right. <laughs> well, and. That's another thing that, you know, a lot of bereaved parents do. They want to do something in honor of their child or in remembrance. And, you know, some some have, like, pretty great, amazing, extreme things. And I'm just more personal and kind of more intimate. And, you know, for every year on his birthday, Nick loved taco pie. So I just let all his friends know it's birthday's coming up again. Everybody just have a family night. Make taco pie. We did. Yeah. Make taco Mm -hmm, pie. And... Hang out with your family and just do that on this day, and that feels good. The first year, I decided to have a big party, which, which was okay. let's say January, February, three months in. I decided to have this big party, invite all of his friends, and make taco pie for every. Oh, it was exhausting. So, oh, you, you, you kind of learn what you can handle and what you can't, right? And then you go from there. You just have to, I don't know. So, having the family night and just telling people was,
0: I think that's so, I think that's really neat. And you talked about how you like to keep it, um, your personal, more intimate. And Mm -hmm. I think that's special. Not everyone can, or maybe wants to have something big and elaborate. And Mm -hmm. this is what Nick was all about. He was, that's what works. Right. Exactly.
2: And, you know, you don't really want to celebrate the day of his death, but, The day that he died, Nick and I were supposed to go to a scary movie over in Mankato. Okay. So um, every year on that day, um, family and friends get together and we go over to Mankato and we watch a scary movie. And this year with COVID, it was a little bit different because we got to rent the whole movie theater. Oh, wow. (laughs) Okay. We just rented the whole movie theater and watched a scary movie and it was really, really fun. So that's another little thing that we do. And again, it's just intimate. It's... What feels good? Right. It's what makes me feel closest
1: to him, and what he would have liked, and
0: and that's that's so. what mm-hmm. matters. Yep. That's yep. what it's
1: all about. Yep. My boys and I, we actually watched a scary movie on oh, that day. D- yes. I remember. Yeah, <laughs> yes. and I explained to them, you know, who Nick was and everything, yep. and what he meant to you, and how this, you know, celebration. Yep. Yep. And they thought it was pretty cool. They yep. like scary movies, yep. and you know, so they.
2: And I think it's it really, a really neat way. Yeah,
1: it's really important. I think more people are talking about
2: grief. And I mean, there's so many people that I know, like older people, they just kind of shove it aside. Or when somebody dies, that's it. They died. Right. You know, but you can't shove aside. I mean, the feelings don't go away. You still love that person. And it's really important to, yes. you know, my daughter will still like write little letters to them. And oh. it's super important to. I feel it's like okay for her to hear me cry. I mean, mm-hmm. not all the time, because that would be a lot. <laughs> but, um, you know, when she said, too, we'll cry together, and then we just kind t- of yep, yeah. turn it around a little bit. We're right. like, okay, what would Nick laugh about right now? And then we end up, you know, we get through the sadness, and then we try to, I just always try to end it, you know, with... Something a little positive. I'm so a positive, we snuggle the no. and then, well, then I'd go back in my room and cry, but.
1: Yes. <laughs> That's okay.
2: But, you know, it's good for her to be able to still show those feelings and know that it's okay to talk about it. And mm-hmm. I definitely.
1: So,
0: yep. I agree. You're working through it. And like you said, yep. it's a, it's a process. It's okay. You yes. Know, a lot of people absolutely. don't
2: talk about it or. Know.
0: Did you, I just thought of this, um, Tracy, I know that when we've talked to other um, parents, they've said that when they would first go out in public and they would see some people, did you have people avoid you? Yes. Because they don't know what to say and they just are feeling.
2: Or you see them get like really nervous. Yes. Or over talk or, and that's another thing. You just learn a whole different view of tolerance and acceptance. You just That's have an interesting. To, it's not. Yes. And one thing I did when I started going out again, because I would get uncomfortable too. I'm sure these people are uncomfortable, but I was uncomfortable too. Yes. I always had a way out. Like I wouldn't drive with someone. I would drive myself or be close enough where I could leave and walk away. I mean, you just have to know yourself and what you can deal with. Yes. But yes. So there were many of those and there were many of those that, like my closest friends, they just stayed the same. You know, I mean, obviously they're sympathetic and they, they grieve along with you and, um, but they were, they're my constant, like my job, you know, they were so sympathetic and easy to work with and they just let me ease into everything. And it was a constant, you know, when I went back to work, it was still the same, Yes. you know, so that hadn't changed. Like the people that you mentioned that do change and don't know, but that's just, again, not, understanding and not knowing what to say or how to feel or so
0: right mm-hmm. you know in when we've talked to Marianne Bo um, yeah. before and she's always talked about just holding space mm-hmm. sometimes you don't even need to say, say anything. anything just to be there yep and what's it sounds like you're saying you know that's what your friends did i mean you know the true friends they're just yep. there they cry with you they are grieving yep but they also Want to see you smile, yep. they want to make you smile and laugh. Yep, and um,
2: it took a long time to go out again because you know, yes, and it's nice. Keep asking, you know, oh, keep asking that friend, you know, they're gonna say no for mm-hmm. a really long time,
1: and that's okay. Or, like, yep.
2: I'm talking, I don't know, a year that's over okay. a year, yeah, yeah.
1: Well, I but mean, just even keep good. asking
2: because then one of these times you're just gonna all of a sudden be like, okay, that's great. You know, and it's just those little baby steps, like, okay, I'm going to do this, or okay, I'm going to dance, or okay, I'm going to laugh. You know, that's all, like, stuff in the beginning. Like, the first time I danced, I cried.
0: Right. Like, is it okay Mm -hmm. to
1: laugh and have a good time? And Yeah. Yeah. And and I know, um, Tracy, that... And you're one of my favorite people in the whole entire world. And you you are on my mind often. And when you are on my mind, I like to I I I, I may not call you because I I really am awful at that. <laughs> um but I do text you and I tell you, you know, you're on my you mind. You always tell
2: me you love me. Yep. <laughs> yep,
1: You're on my mind and I love you. And because and Alicia said this so many times that you, you give us strength, you give us hope. And that's, I think we all need that, mm-hmm. you know, even if we haven't lost a child, but you, you still give us strength. You give us hope and you, I'm, yeah.
2: And, you know, one of those things too, you guys was, you know, coming on the board of One Bright Star. I think it was literally like, it was pretty It was Soon. within the same year, mm-hmm. wasn't it? But you guys are all just so amazing. And Alicia, you've got just these, this wonderful way with words and encouragement. She does. You know, like you had to send me a text right before I came over here too. I'm like, oh my God, (laughs) you're so sweet. But no, I mean, you've got to find those things that work for you and keep you going. And you guys have been amazing. And this organization is amazing and everything we do for, you know, I'm glad that we are a resource because what we do is amazing and we all understand and... This is what we want to do, and we're there to help people and
0: listen and understand. You know, Tracy, you have, and I've said that before, I mean, I think you just have brought so much, and you kind of mentioned it when we um, were visiting right before we started um, our recording um, about... The journey and it changes from day to day, and how it's taken you so long because Erica has been asking you for a while. Yeah, almost to three come years, on. I think. Yes.
2: Or, well, when the, did we start this? Two, two years, years ago?
1: Yeah, yep. it's so almost right. like two longer years. just because we lost a year. Yep. Right. I yeah, exactly. I mean.
2: Yep. And I'm like, I don't, I'm not ready. I'm not ready. I'm not ready. But just like okay. a lot of things, yep. you're not ready. And then all of a sudden, you feel like you can do it. Like the first time I went back into that bakery, I stood yes. in front of the bakery and I was like, You can do it.
0: Go get a donut because those donuts.
2: <laughs> they posted them. I'm like, this that's is your awesome. day. That's so. Great. I walked
1: into that bakery and I did it. So there's just yeah. things. See, like, and that's baby courage. Yeah, that is one so. day at a time, mm-hmm. and move you. forward, move backwards. Move, yep, you know, find the things that help you. Yeah, stick
2: to it. Find the people. Yep.
0: You've got. There's so many more things we want to talk about, and mm-hmm. I know we're almost out of time. So we definitely would like you to come back and visit. About some of the retreats that you've been on, mm-hmm. and Faith's Lodge, mm-hmm. and um, and absolutely yes, thank you, Tracy. Yep.
1: Thanks, you guys. Thank you. Cheers to taco pie. <laughs> Cheers to taco pie. <laughs> Until next time, this is Erica Fisher
0: and Alicia Moore
1: with One Bright Stars: Life After Loss podcast. Thank you.
0: Thanks for listening to One Bright Star's Life After Loss podcast. Life After Loss is a copyrighted production of One Bright Star. One Bright Star's Life After Loss podcast is sponsored by the law firm of Burkholtz and Associates. For more information on the lifelong journey after losing a loved one, please visit our website at onebrightstar.org.